All right, I'm here with my guy, Brandon Grew. He is a breathwork facilitator and breakup recovery coach, van dweller, nomad, all of the above. Brandon, welcome to the show, brother. Joel, thanks for having me, brother. I'm stoked. Yeah, super excited to have you on. Um, you know, I, I've gotten a chance to get to know you a little bit and actually gone through some of your breathwork. And, um, you know, I don't tell a lot of people this, but your breathwork, uh, I did it like kind of crying like during mm. one of your sessions and uh, it was pretty powerful. So we'll, we'll definitely talk into that. And, and why, why would I do that? Why would I be crying? I'm just breathing. Why would that happen? Um, but you know, you're going to explain all that, but before we even go down that path, I'm always just curious, like you've really made this your life mission to deliver breath work in this powerful way. And I'm just curious why, like why did why do you find it such a powerful tool to unlocking people's higher selves or their potential and getting them maybe to move past some of these blocks? Was, was there something that occurred in your life and you're just like, this is so important. I need to get this out in the world and really make this my mission right now. Yeah. I mean, that's that is exactly what happened. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go back to the start it was when I first discovered breathwork. My first breathwork ceremony um, was in the fall of 2019. I was backpacking through Mexico. Um, and it was the last week of this trip. Um, I'd been been down there for about six weeks at this point. Um, and the last week I got the news that one of my best friends passed away unexpectedly. Um, super hard to process that traveling through Mexico. I was on my own that last bit. And I was pretty much just like drinking myself to sleep like a liter of tequila every night because that was the only way. I kind of knew how to process that news at the time. And I ended up booking a stay at this retreat center. I didn't know it was a retreat center before I booked it. I just... It was advertised beachside bungalow, 40 bucks a night. I had been spending $8 a night for the past five weeks in hostels. And I was like, you so know, you, what? fuck, you fuck it. I'm going to ball yourself. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I treat myself. I did, you know, it was um, a retreat center. They do juice cleanses and there happened to be a, a breathwork facilitator doing like a two week facilitator training course. Um, I was, I had no idea what breathwork was at that point or that it even existed, but I got to know her over a couple of days and just kind of told her what I was moving through and trying to process. And she was like, Hey, you got to give this breathwork thing a try. Like it will be very powerful um, as you work through the grieving process. And I said, let's do it. And I can honestly say that I feel like I worked through what I would consider the entirety of the grieving process in that one hour. Um, wow. It was an app obviously I was in an incredibly vulnerable and open state. Um, you know, I was just cracked wide open. Um, after hearing and receiving the, that news. So um, yeah, the first half of the journey, I would say that it was full of just fucking anger and pain and sadness and grief and just uncontrollable tears. Mm. Um, just so that like ugly crying, you know what I mean? Where it's just, I couldn't catch my breath. It was, it was a lot. And then midway through it just shifted to this feeling of, of acceptance Acceptance that he was gone. There was nothing that I could do to change that. And that acceptance then eventually led into this just like abundance of gratitude for having him in my life for the time that I did. And to this day, you know, I finished that journey. And to this day, that's how I still feel um, about his passing. I don't find myself to be that that creative in terms of like artisticness, um, like writing, drawing, whatever. And right after I wrote this insane poem that I was like so proud of that I read at his celebration of life, I was just like so clear, so accepting. Um, and yeah, that was all through that one breathwork session. I was just blown away. Fast forward like six months, I ended up joining a 12-week men's emotional awareness program um, during COVID. And the founder of that was facilitating the same kind of breathwork every Sunday as part of the 12-week the program. And that just became like my church 
I was living in my van. Uh, you know, I was, had to have four bars of service on my phone so that my hotspot would work and that I could hop on the Zoom call and do breath work. Wow. That's incredible. I was just thinking too, you know, I've had some other people on the podcast, such as like Dr. Bradley Nelson, who talks about the emotion code and how, you know, there's books like the body track keeps score and, mm. and these emotions can get trapped in us. And there's various ways, of course, you can get them removed from your body, but these emotions create like a disharmony, this, this vibrational flow that can really interfere or get trapped in the body. And that can lead to disease and health and issues and stuff like that. And so I was just thinking, as you were talking about that, how probably there's something that has to do with the breath and vibrational and harmony. And there's something that's probably happening that you could even speak more of that is causing that release in what those practitioners are doing versus what you're, you're doing, what you're facilitating. I don't know. Yeah. And that, that is the beauty of, of breathwork, right? Like it is a full somatic experience, right? You can tap into areas of the body that do store those suppressed or repressed traumas, the fears, the doubts, the worries, the limiting beliefs, the, the stress, the anxiety, things that can't, parts of you that can't be accessed through this, through traditional cognitive speech therapy. Right? And that, that is why it's so powerful. You know, people get done and they're like, I've been going to therapy for the last 10 years and I just worked through more shit in that one hour than I had in the last 20 sessions. Right. And, and it's true that the technique that we're using, um, it's this ancient two-step or three-step, some people call it belly chest exhale is like the flow of it. But essentially what happens is, um, through that breath, you can enter into what is considered like an altered state of consciousness. Some people refer to it as transient hypofrontality. So transient meaning temporary, we can go in and out of it. It's not permanent. It's temporary. Um, Hypo, the opposite of hyper, so to slow down. So we're actually down-regulating, slowing down the prefrontal cortex. And that's where frontality is. So that we're slowing down the prefrontal frontal cortex where like our ego is, where the monkey mind, where the chatter just that never turns off. So it's an opportunity to really like kind of shut that down and we drop out of our thinking analytical monkey mind and into the feeling body, out of the head and into the heart space. Right? And that's where why it can be such an energetic and emotional release. Like you said, I would say... 95% of people cry during breathwork. And, you know, I can say every time I do breathwork, I cry. And it's, it's not necessarily always associated with a specific memory or trauma or experience. Um, but it is, it's just like this cleansing. It's this, this opening, it's this releasing of, you know, energy that's taking up space. That's maybe just like no longer welcomed, right. By the nervous system. Yeah. If, if you're ready to, to go there, right. If you're and that's just the beauty of it is I feel like the breath provides like you with what you need, whatever you need. Cause some people's intentions will be one thing and then complete other thing comes up and it's just like, Oh yeah, that's what the body was ready to, to, to tap into, to explore, to release, to let go of. Yeah. And so I'm curious too, because you know, there's so many Wim Hof and everything has been really made breath work popular. And there's so many different types of breath work you can do. And you just said you, you had that experience in Mexico. Then you did this 12 week. What happened after the 12 week? Then did you go on to multiple breath work certifications? And is there one that you've kind of gravitated to? And, it, but, and, and again, that's, that's a loaded question, Brandon, because, and I'm just curious what, I'm, this is a personal question for you. Like, what did you gravitate to? But at the same time, there's so many. Like if you're doing Wim Hof, you might be doing it for the cold. You, and if you're doing the type of breath work you're doing, you might be doing it to release trapped emotions. So there's kind of, I'm sure, like a, a buffet of breath work that you can use to for whatever you're looking for. Yeah, there, there is. Um, I specifically went through um, Revelation Breathwork is, is 
their name, um, Jason and Mara, amazing, incredible couple. Um, and they have a facilitator training program. And um, that's who um, Chris from The Unshakable Man, that's who he went through. So it just felt like this natural progression, right, to like go through them. Um, so that's what I did. And, and uh, yeah, I went through their first level their, and their second level of breathwork facilitator training with them. Um, and then, you know, I was, I was in between before this, I was hospitality, uh, food and beverage bartender, beverage director at a fine dining restaurant in Vail. I had, you know, that's what I thought I was going to do pretty much for the rest of my life. And I loved it. You know, I was passionate about spirits and creating cocktails and, you know, passionate about making sure the people that came into my restaurant were having the best night that they possibly could. And at the same time, it never really felt connected to, to purpose, right, in any way. Yeah. Um, and, and, and until I got into this work, um, now, you know, passion and purpose is, is pretty aligned, which is incredible. And I feel super grateful and, and lucky that, you know, that's where I'm at. Um, but yeah, working and, and getting certified in breath work and then just doing more more work with my coach. It was um, is when the light bulb went off of like, hey, what he's doing for me and combining this breath work is feels aligned with how I can you know, go out and serve others. Um, so yeah, I went through multiple life coaching certifications. One, that's how we met through HIC. Yeah. Right. And, um, as I was going through HIC, you know, and, and, you know, like they're, they, they, they beat it down of, of like riches, riches are in the niches, right? Like, and which was a scary idea at the time, but totally, I was going through a breakup and I was like, you know, that was a really low point for me. And if I didn't have a men's group, if I didn't have a coach, um, you know, and I, I, I think of myself as, as a confident person, you know, before that. And I felt like I lost all my confidence. So for someone that maybe didn't have that confidence beforehand, like, where are they at in this process? Where are they at in this journey, um, post breakup? So that was, it was really clear that like, Hey, this, this feels connected to my story. This feels connected to, um, to myself. And, and, you know, I was just like one day, like, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to help people get back on their feet after a breakup. So huge. And let's go, we'll, let's talk about that here in a second. You're a breakup recovery coach. Like what the hell does that mean? Now? <laughs> I also on the note you just said though, is it's so powerful. I was just reading, um, you know, I used to be a first responder and I was just reading about some of the stats with first responders and just, uh, divorce, depression, isolation. And I was just thinking, man, how many people take their lives mm. uh, to suicide or, you know, they feel like they're out of control. They feel they feel alone. They feel isolated. Something like a breakup or something happens, a divorce, whatever. And they feel like, man, that's the end. Like, that's it for me. I have nothing else. And so as you were talking, I was thinking, man, this has got to be really powerful for a lot of people. And I know, and I'm sure you're going to say this too. I'm curious what you say, because a lot of guys don't, we, we put this armor on, we put this shield on, we don't want to tap into our emotions. We don't think we even have emotions. <laughs> so well, we've um, been told to suppress them for by society or from primary caregivers. Most of most, most of people's lives. Yeah. Well, and, and by the way, go and talk to a therapist. I don't need to do that. I'm not going to do that. That's not going to do anything. I'm sure a lot of guys feel that way. Maybe breath work is the, uh, the gateway for them to access these emotions and get rid of them, but not have to spill their feelings out per se. Mm. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because it, it, it does, that's exactly what the breath work does, right? Is, is it, it does like take that armor and just like pull it away and just like, it just melts away. And, um, it's been so powerful to witness, especially men, like you mentioned, like show up to these experiences, like, ah, oh, this is woo woo shit. Like I'm not going to get anything out of this. And then 
just be fully cracked open and, and cry their heart out and, you know, get to the point where th they're blown away by the experience and, you know, can't remember the last time they actually had the opportunity to cry or actually felt safe enough to cry. Um, so yeah, it does open up so much and, and it's, it, it's, it's never ending of like what can show up in breathwork. Like I just did a group breathwork session last week and um, there was a guy that came on, I'll share a couple of stories. He came on and he said that he hadn't spoken to his father in over five years. Mm. Right. And all he wanted to do after breathwork was reach out to him and try to start like the process of, of forgiveness. Right. That's like all what kept coming through from that. And that's not the first time that I've heard someone say that. I remember Right when I got into it, it was we did breath work during it was Sunday of Father's Day, and someone said the same thing. Like I, I the first thing I'm doing after this call is is calling my dad, who I haven't spoken to in over two years. Um, you know, I, I I do a lot of like inner child work and and kind of like prompts in the breath work of you know envisioning your childhood self and telling your childhood self that you love them and that they are enough, right? And then flipping that. I think that that's switch. the one that got me, by the way. That's yeah, the one that got me. It really the switch wow. and uh, then saying like, "Hey, now, um, you know, receive those same 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 words from your childhood self, right? Like, you are crushing it. I do love you. I see you. I'm proud of you. It is powerful, powerful stuff. And um, that is why I use that for week one with every single one of my coaching clients because it's like, all right, well, let's let's fucking go in." <laughs> Right. Like let's start it off with a bang and let's see what, what, what really is, is under those layers, right. That you might've been suppressing or pushing down for years or whoever knows how long and let's bring some of that up and um, use that as like the next steps in this, this journey of healing um, as you navigate this, the, this expired relationship. Yeah. Talk about, and I asked you this, I tend to do this. I'll ask a question, but then I'll ask three questions in one question. Uh, so talk about breakup and recovery and, and just why, obviously you, you already said your personal experience, but what are you seeing uh, implementing this breath work into that and, and, and kind of some of the things that you're seeing and, and why it's just so necessary and powerful for people if this is something that they're going through. And then who do you like to work with? Is it mostly just men or Who's the best clients for you? So, uh, yeah, I'll start with that. But um, when I got into this work, it was that 12-week men's emotional awareness program. So it was always like my focus was directed toward men. Um, after being in those spaces and seeing how powerful it is for, for you know, when I, when I joined it, it was like, oh, this is virtual. How am I going to feel connected to these people in this space? First call, first guy that spoke, completely broke down. All I wanted to do was like jump through the computer and give him a hug. And I was like, okay, this shit works. Like... Um, so yeah, for the last three years, I've been a part of men's groups as both a participant and as a facilitator. Um, so I have a deep passion for men's work and, and men's emotional awareness and, um, creating spaces for men to feel not only safe enough to open up, but we talk a lot about like brave space to like feel brave enough to show up authentically and, and as they are, and just be able to be seen and, and to share what's actually, they're actually struggling with, right? Cause some people just have their partner. And then everyone else at work is, is, you know, talking about sports and talking about this and that. And, um, work you know, is very superficial. It's very not, superficial. People aren't really getting deep at work from what Definitely I've not. discovered and not outside of work either with those people. <laughs> right. And, and, and in police work, you know, we, we, we have what's called choir practice or we have, you know, which is AKA we are drinking. We're having, mm. let's have a drink. Let's tune out. Let's talk shit about our significant other and how, you know, it's just kind of, 
oh yeah, you know, I have that. Or yeah, my kid's an asshole too, right? It's it's that kind of talk. You're, no one's really going deep and unrevealing those layers of like, yeah, but besides that, like, how do we get to the root cause of this? And, and, and don't you want to feel better? Don't you want to be thriving? Don't you want to have a great life? Don't you want to have a great marriage and a great relationship with your kids, right? Those are the deep questions that no one wants to talk about, yeah. mostly. I agree. And it's, it's sad to see it. And, and uh, you know, in these men's groups, the, the, what, what I usually hear most is that men don't have other men in their life that they can share this stuff with. So that's what they're craving. That's what they're seeking. Um, but I work with everyone. I work with men and women. And, and honestly, as much as I sit, like talk about men's work and run men's groups, like the majority of my one-on-one clients are, do identify as, as a woman. So, um, but yeah, I work with all people and, um, it's been really rewarding, you know, yeah, it is attached to my story. That's obviously how I got into it. Um, I guess a little bit like my past history when it comes to, to partners and dating, I was always the one eventually pushing that person away creating stories why they weren't good enough or why the relationship wasn't enough and that I'm losing all my freedoms, whatever it was. I was just making up these stories as I was, you know, growing up and learning how to, to be in relationship. Um, and then I got to the point, I had just moved to, to Montana. I met this person and was in this new town that I loved this new person. I was like, I felt like I had been doing the men's groups. I had been doing breath work. I was like, fuck, I'm ready. I've been doing the work. I'm ready to show up for this person in a way that I never have with anyone else in the past. And, uh, and that's what I felt like I did and showed up for that. And when I eventually started getting pushed away by this person, like it was something I had never experienced. I had never, I had no idea how to handle it. So I was chasing and grasping and losing myself in the relationship and trying to do anything I could to, to save it. But at the same time, just completely losing who I actually was and, you know, letting go of my values and, 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 um, because a lot of it, I was attached to like the story of the future that I created, the vision that I created with right. this person. Yeah. And that's what it more, more or less was like the loss of that rather than, you know, the relationship itself. Um, but again, yeah, because it was so hard for me to navigate and, and the spirals that I would sit and I, I knew how to, pro like I knew what I needed to do was to sit and to feel and to allow my body to process it. Um, and I, I usually wouldn't do a good job at that um, because I would go party or go snowboard or skydive, whatever I could to like kind of not have to feel that. But during that time, I ended up breaking a rib um, as I was like processing it. So I had no choice but to sit. It was like my higher power telling me like, no, like you didn't want to sit. It's fucking this is how we're going to get you to sit and to feel and to process and to, uh, yeah, to really like go in inward. Right. And take accountability for my part and, and learn from from the relationship and and, you know, take away so many things that I that I needed to and use that as like my catalyst for my deepest growth and my deepest expansion. And that's like the perspective that I try to to pull from when I coach is like, hey, how can we see this as, you know, I'll use a, a quote from John Kim, one of my mentors, the angry therapist. He always says like, hey, like, how can you see this? this breakup as now the richest soil for your growth. Right? And that's kind of like what I do in my program. It starts with breath work. It starts with, you know, creating an empowering meaning behind this relationship and that partnership and what this person was here for you um, to learn from, um, do some inner child work, some, some healing of childhood patterns and belief systems. And then it's all about, you know, redefining what healthy love actually looks like, right? Like redefining this, this blueprint, right. That might've been passed down from you by your primary caregivers and taking that blueprint and taking, 
some pieces of it that feel still feel connected and aligned with with what you want and then the parts that that don't like letting them go and create this new vision of what what healthy love looks like what you need from a partner like the way that you want to show up for that person um the values the non-negotiables the all those things so that when you are ready to put yourself out into the dating world like you have a a transcript almost for for what that looks like um and yeah my goal pretty much is at the end of my eight weeks is for people to just be resoundingly secure in who they are and what they offer that they will not lose themselves again they will not settle for less than they deserve yeah right? huge there's so many times and i and i work with i coach as well and just just people you come across in life you you realize so many of them are they're not really clear on what they who they stand for what their values are and their north star and what they really want and so when when the when it gets tough when life gets tough man they they get lost in the sea without a rudder and so with the work you're doing is is really really powerful because it's going to happen there's the sea is it can get angry the sea can push <laughs> you around it's not going to be tranquil waters all the time and it's easy to be at your best when the waters are calm but what about yeah. when it gets tough? And so that's huge. And yeah, it's not supposed to be tranquil, right? Like that's where the growth occurs and from these hardships, right? From these times that, um, but it's, a, it's, it's not everyone has the ability to navigate it on your own. And I don't think you're supposed to, right? Like, we, like when I think of community, when I think of the ability to, to grow and expand, it's not solo. It's, it's yeah. in, surrounded by people that are pushing you, surrounded by people that are inspiring you. Right. Surrounded by people that are getting you out of your comfort zone. So true. It's we, we push away. We push away that danger because we, we're just biologically wired to it. But that's where the growth comes. So it's like when you start to accept it and realize it, it's like, man, there's so much growth on the other side of it. So, mm. so funny. I was just at a men's group. Um, it was actually a men's group slash kids with our boys doing kind of like a rite of passage slash. Uh, was that with group. Dan Doty? No. Tim uh, Corcoran. Tim Corcoran. Uh, that sounds familiar and, uh, too. Yeah, he's in Idaho. And it's it's interesting what you said, though, about community. And there were about nine families. Actually, we ended up with seven by the end of the trip. It was a five-day trip. And, you know, we had to end with building a shelter that out of twigs, uh, dirt, and trees, whatever we could find. And uh, it took six hours at least of me just working like straight work to build this. And you had to get it done at a certain time or else you weren't going to have your shelter up. It was going to be dark and you had to sleep in it that night and uh, challenging for a city boy like myself. And, uh, but th we had community. There were other guys there were other men there. There were, there were other boys there. And I just thought about that too. Like it, we've lost a lot of that Brandon and mm. we forget about that community. We forget about that bonfire of, of men at the circle and, and connecting with them. And I just think that's so lost. And I'm so proud to know that you're doing that work. It's so powerful. Yeah. I just got the chills kind of hearing you share that story. And I think it's so powerful. And so, um, yeah, I just honor you for, for doing that with your son. And, and, um, that's, that's, that's incredible work. So thank you. It took a, and, and I'll just say the last thing I'll say on that is it's, um, you mentioned we need to have other people community in our life. My wife is my biggest life coach. Uh, mm. you know, she sees all my blind spots and those 
I would never have done this trip if it wasn't for someone like her pointing that out. She always jokes around like, I don't know why you hire any of these other coaches. Like you could be paying me $5,000. I'm the best cut. And she's right. I resist her the most, but she usually tells the truth unlike anyone else. And so when I look at it and how can I be better, what are my blind spots? What am I missing? Um, usually I get some good answers. And so that's what led me on that path. And and, and I know what you're saying. We're, a lot of us are missing the mark on, on what it really means to be a dad, what it really means to be a man. Mm. And I think you're, you're, you're nailing it. So I'm really happy with your work. Um, really quick. I wanted to ask you why, uh, not why, but have you found in your experience, cause you said you started off with that one, that one breath work session in the beginning. Do you find that people need to go through multiple or usually is it, is it one, um, enough or should people not go through so many all at once in eight weeks? What's your, what's your take on that? Yeah. So, I mean, one can have incredibly powerful benefits. Um, usually when I, and, and I usually only do one in the eight weeks. It's like, that's how we kick it off. And then each call we do some breath work to, to ground down or to activate, um, different types of, of breathing exercises, depending on what we're there at that day in particularly, but. Yeah. I mean, when I was on my deepest like journey of growth, that was during that 12 week men's program, you know, that was once a week breath work. And, and that was amazing. Um, now I'm at like a twice a month, right. Or when I feel like I really need it. Right. When I feel like I'm working through or navigating a really hard decision to make, right. Like, um, I have one client that's a, a music producer when he's feeling like not creative, we go and we, we rip a breathwork session and he comes out of that. So there's like endless ways that you, you can intentionally use a deep conscious breathwork journey to your, um, you know, to what, to whatever you need yeah. for. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and, to, and it's to, so to interesting. Your, your breath work is so intentional too. It's not just Wim Hof every day. Not to say anything wrong with Wim Hof, but it's just there's a lot of intention. And I was just thinking too, Brandon. You know, what if I called you up and you know, let's say I went through your eight week program, but I'm like, I just got an issue. Like I'm moving through an issue right now in my life. Let's just say um, I have money issues, or like I'm a creator and I'm just man, I can't get through this writing block or whatever it is. Do you do one off sessions like that, or do you do like little small packages of just breath work and like? Based on what I tell you, you go, you know, it's probably gonna take four weeks. Let's do once a week, something like that. Cause I could think that would be really powerful too. I do. Uh, I yeah. don't do as many one-offs. It is normally like if I hop on a call with someone and can really get down to, to what's going on and what the root cause of that issue might be, then it's like, yeah, I think two, three or four breathwork sessions over a four to six week period, we spread them out and we, um, I'm with you by the way, one-offs don't usually work. It's, it's a quick fix and people usually need to go do yeah, and, and don't I, do that. You know, I, I do think you can have a powerful, I definitely don't do a one-off coaching session, but uh, yeah. I do think you can have a powerful, like one-time breathwork experience, of course. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, it's like, how committed are you to really like moving through this and like go, going in? And yeah. those, those are the people that I want to work with, right? The people that are like, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I see this as something that, you know, is a risk to my mental health, is a risk to my physical health, right? Is something that I'm just like, it needs, it needs to shift. Yeah. Right? And those are the people that get the most value out of this because they show up in a way that is ready to, 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 to move it. <laughs> yeah, brother. Okay. No, that's what, that's perfect. I was just curious because obviously you do the breakup recovery, but I could see what you just said, like a music producer or someone else just needing to work through a specific problem, maybe a four to eight week package on just breath work, not other stuff. So, which of course it's breath work slash coaching. There's a, there's a lot of aspects to it, but I could just see that being a really transformational, um, package really yeah um i'm curious man what um what exciting projects are you working on right now what's what are you what's new and uh what's to come 
Yeah, thanks for answering that because I know I was mentioning it earlier and I'm so excited about, um, you know, when I think about breathwork and what I love most, which is group in-person sessions, right? When there's a room of 25, 30, 40 people and all breathing together, crying together, screaming together, right? There's a point that we I call it the primal scream where, you know, it's just an opportunity, opportunity for release and letting go of, like, I love that. And, you know, it's still, um, I'm like, how can I share this gift more, more expansively, right? And that was, the more I sat with that question, the more that it was clear that it was time to, to create a breathwork facilitator training course and program. And the universe was like continuing to be like, it's time, it's time. And people were reaching out, do you do this? And I always kept making an excuse like, oh, I want to do that. Don't have the curriculum set, but you know, someday I will. And finally, um, thank you to, to one of my clients. Her name is Sarah. She was like, no, like I, I want to do this with you and you're going to, we're going to do it. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. So like through her one-on-one, yeah. -on -one, like I created the program as we went through the process, right. Cool. Of using that. all the tools that I've learned and the different techniques and how to put them together into my own unique flow, how to create the space, how to create the container, how to make money, right. How to charge your value for this work. Um, so the business side, the, the creative side, um, and that's what I'm most fired up about right now is seeing people step into their, this calling and being like, yes, like I'm, I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to share the power of breath work with other people. And, um, let's see, it's June. I I've got, I've got, have five people in, in the breath work facilitator training course right now. And I'm so just like grateful and stoked to, to, to lead. Right. And like, that's wild. <laughs> it's, it's, um. I forget to slow down and to appreciate, you know, um, and to celebrate, right? Like what I'm doing and um, how I'm showing up and yeah, I'm getting emotional right now thinking about it because oh, yeah. I don't take the time enough to do that. And, um, but yeah, I am proud. I appreciate yeah. it. The, so we can expect uh, coming soon. I mean, you're already doing it, but the grew method of uh, breath yeah. work is essentially yep. what is what is happening right now as we speak. So, so it is uh, called Aura Breathwork. A U R A uh, landed on that name. Aura. I think um, when I think personally about like how I want to show up, you know, how I want to enter into a room, how I want to leave an impression, how I want to make sure that you know the energy that I'm showing up with is make, makes an impression on one person, right? Like if I can meet someone and have them feel safe enough to open up about you know, what they're going through. Like that's, that's such a win. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate like the aura that I show up with and, and, and everyone's individual aura that they have. Um, so that came to me for that, for that reason. And then also just, I, I think that you leave with such a different energy and aura after a breathwork session. Um, it's so clear to see people, you know, even if you've just cried for the last 45 minutes straight, like you are leaving with this, this different energy, this different aura, and uh, you're going to go out into the world with with that energy. So I'm um, stoked about the name. I'm stoked about the branding. And um, yeah, I'm excited about the the audience and the expansion that I can reach through Breathwork Facilitator Training and just excited to see where it can go, right? It's just one-on-one -on -one doing it virtually right now. And then when I, when I think of a vision, it's, you know, in person, a weekend-long retreat. It's, you know, working through all the um, imposter syndrome and the fears that are associated with, with stepping into this work. Cause it is a lot, like, it's yeah. a lot to, to say like, Hey, like, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm committing to, you know, and it's scary as shit. 
um, I feel so blessed because when I got into this work, I had this like kind of a safety net. I feel like with the restaurant I was working at, I told them what I wanted to do. And they were like, that's amazing. Go do it. You know, if you need a couple extra shifts, if you need some money, like while you do that, like let us know. And luckily, as soon as I committed, right, I, I, I remember I told them about it. I put my two weeks in and then two weeks after my last shift is when I signed my first client. And then the next month I signed five and it was like. <laughs> It's just what crazy what happens when you go all in, when you commit, when you say, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, obviously there was incredible amount of fears of imposter syndrome, right? Who, who am I to charge for this work? Who am I to, to say I'm a breathwork facilitator and to, and, uh, you know, it's, they still come up. <laughs> yeah. They still come up. They're not over, but I feel like I have better tools than to, to meet those stories when they do come up you're going to be a better leader for it too, because mm. only your unique story, when people go through your breath work, they're going to have all the same imposter syndrome and everything that you experienced. And I think even good leaders, they experience that no matter what, what it's the difference is what they do with that, right? That courage to continue to go on. And a lot of people won't do it. And so your ability to continue to show up, that's, that's leadership. And that's why you get chills because you also realize, man, I'm putting my name on the line. I'm putting my, mm. my, my, my name, my history, my every, people before me. Like I'm putting a name on this and saying, this matters. This is going to have a lot of impact, and that's scary. And uh, that, but it's also really exciting. Yeah, the reminder of like just continue to do things that scare you. Yeah. This, for example, right? Like I'm not that comfortable with showing up for a podcast, and I know that at the end of it, I'm going to feel stoked and and proud because I did something that. I don't like to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. When you blow up, I'll, I'll be, I'll remember, I'll be bragging that I had you, not that you already haven't blown up, but I'm, you know what I mean? When, 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 when this is a regular, when, when, when people are talking about the uh, aura breath, like when Wim Hof, I'll, I'll remind everybody you were on my podcast. First. Um, I'll remind everyone too, Joel. Thank <laughs> cool. you, brother. <laughs> cool. Um, dude, I want to kind of jump into some just final round questions that I'd like to ask all my guests, but before we do it, anything I didn't ask you that you wish I had or... Um, man, I feel pretty complete. I think, uh, you know, for anyone that's listening to, to just not be afraid to reach out right to anyone, to anyone, if you're struggling in any, in any way at all, like, don't be shy, reach out. There's other people. Um, the more I, I do this work, the more that I, when I see someone, you know, speak up and share about what they're going through, it, it gives other people to say, Hey, like, yeah, man, like I'm going through that too. Right. Or I've gone through that. We all have. But it's when you can humanize it in a way that it's like, hey, it's not just me, right? That creates this this opportunity for to continue to to receive the help that people need. Um, and yeah, like seek out a group if you, if you identify as a man and and you're uh, feel like you you need some men in your life. Like Google men's groups in your area, and they are powerful, powerful spaces. Um, and there's something that I look forward to continuing to to be a part of and to both as a participant as a, and as a facilitator. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Actually, I have one last question before we jump into the final round. Do you, for your aura breathwork certification, um, is that like an eight week course or what is that looking like? Also, if people are interested and then do you have a website yet or is the best way just to go to brandongrew.com and kind of check you out there? What's the best way? Uh, and, uh, like my, my Instagram is, is best brandon.grew. Um, I do have aurabreathwork.com. It's not created yet, but I got the website. I got cool. the Instagram. So it's all it's coming, coming together. I got yeah. the logo. Um, it feels really 
really exciting. Um, so that is the best way. Yeah. And it's, it's an eight week program right now. It's, I've been doing it just one-on-one. -on -one. I wanted it to be pretty intensive. Excuse me. A nice intimate um, experience. And, and, and that's good too. You'll always iterate and change things up based on people's feedback. So that's, that's always good. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what's happening, right? I'm learning more about what people need. I'm learning more about what their fears are and what they, what I can do to fill those gaps, right. With each different person. Um, when it comes to, I, I mean, I want them to have as much information as, as all the information that I know about how to create the space and the journey and the connection for people to feel right. And that's what I feel like I do best at is, you know, in order for people to go really deep in breath work, they have to feel like they can, they are safe, physically safe and, and, and can safe to be fully emotional, emotional and vulnerable. And that is what allows them to, to go deep. And that's the feedback that I get is like the space that I'm creating for people and I'm really trying to help people learn how to make those intimate connections um, while facilitating so that people can have a, a similar experience with them. Yeah. Awesome stuff, dude. All right, let's wrap it up. We'll go into some final round questions and then I'll let everybody know where they can find you and learn more about you. Cool. I'm, I'm curious for you, you know, were there, was there a choice or choices that you think you made in your life that made you who you are? Is there any one of them that stands out the most? Um, any one choice that... Or just choices. Maybe what are some choices that, that you think made you who you are today? Yeah, I think uh, something that I, I'm proud of, something that I sit with a lot um, is my ability to like trust my decision making, right? And just like I do, and I've always done like what I want to do, right? I graduated college from University of Delaware. And I, before that, I said, if I don't have a plan, I'm going to move to Boulder, Colorado. So I moved to Boulder, Colorado. And then after that, I, I was like, oh, I love the mountains. So I'm going to move to Vail. I moved to Vail. I lived there for five years. And then, you know, I was like, oh, I've always wanted to live in a van. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to buy a van. For um, three years, by the way. It wasn't just like, oh, years. I did it for a little bit. You did it for right? three like, years. That's a pretty good stint, man. I'm a licensed skydiver. I have 430 skydives. I want to skydive, learn to skydive. I'm going to do it. I'm a base jumper. I want to learn to base jump. What am I going to do? I have to take, I have to have this many skydives. I have to go take this course if I want to, to base jump. Right. Um, and I think all of that is because I understand we only get one shot. We only get one life to, to do all these things. Right. And I want to pack it in. Um, I don't want to ever, you know, wish I did something. And that's what it was for base jumping was for me is, you know, obviously it's, it's an intense sport. And um, I just kept having this feeling that, you know, if anything were to happen, that would be one thing that I was like, man, I never got the, to experience what it would be like to, to stay on the edge of that, cliff or that that bridge and know that I could jump and save my own life right and um so yeah so I did it right um my ability to move from like place to, to place and I, now I feel like I'm going on a tangent um to answer your question I'm I'm proud of my ability to to trust my decision making right and and my coach said something really powerful for, to me when uh I have struggled to make decisions, right? He said, just close your eyes, take a deep breath, put your hand over your heart and say, I trust you to make the right decision, right? And then my body instantly, my body instantly answers with, yeah, like that's what I need to do. <laughs> that's so, so wonderful. I, uh, there's a, a little meditation that I'll do occasionally. Um, and similar to what, what you said, it was actually something that Tony Robbins I've heard say, which I'm sure he's heard from others, but he said, you know, the head is great for strategy, but the heart, the mm. heart knows the answer at its deepest core. 
And I, I'm with you. I've, I've used something similar to that where I ask my heart, what's the answer? Not the head, because the head can be really great for some strategy. But sometimes in these really emotional situations, when the world feels like it's caving in for you, the heart has always seemed to guide me in the right direction. So mm. I, I love that you did that. That's, That's so beautiful. Cool. Thank you. I love that also. Just the last thing I'll say is, yeah, that trust and decision-making and being decisive and taking courageous action. That's It's so funny to hear you say, you know, you're like, ah, I'm going on a tangent, but really I'm just, I was listening to everything you were saying. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, the things, you know, someone looking on the outside of your life would say, man, that guy's courageous. He's brave. And I mean, for you, you're like, no, I'm, I, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. Or I might even feel like an imposter, but like most people wouldn't even dream of doing that to take those decisive, decisive actions. And we talk about that a lot in HIC, being decisive, taking action, getting out of your comfort zone. It's really hard to do. And most people actually don't do it. And so I love that you were that's something that you exercise regularly and just trusting that. That's yeah. so cool. And I think I've noticed like my nervous system, my body starts to go in freak out mode a little bit when I'm not, when I, when I start to feel too comfortable, like it, it's good. Like this is like, what are we doing here? Like we got to get this, this comfort. Yeah. It's not healthy. Yeah. I'm curious, man, you know, you're doing obviously so much in the health and wellness and mental health space. Who's someone in that area that inspires you? Yeah. Um, shout out to my boy, John Kim. Um, he's a, a good friend now and we've, he's brought me onto the team to run retreats with him in Idlewild, California. And, you know, it's someone that I look up to in the, in the space, especially with like relationship breakup recovery work. He's an author. He's written some great books. I used to be a miserable fuck. Amazing book. Um, single on purpose, amazing book, all about, um, you know, creating a better relationship with yourself. Um, but yeah, he's someone that I really look up to and the way that he shows up on social media is the pretty, just so authentic. He's not worried about what his videos look like, what he looks like. He's just putting information out there. And, um, so yeah, John is, is a good friend and someone that I definitely look up to in the space and he's, um, really helped me progress, um, and, and, I think too, it always felt like he believed in me when I was like just new to breath work and he had brought me onto the team to facilitate for his um, virtual wellness communities. And I'm like, well, are you sure? You, you know who I am? Like, I'm, I'm just no one. I don't really have experience in any of this. <laughs> when you have this other team of incredible therapists and coaches that have, you know, 10 years of experience. But so, yeah, to answer your question, John is a That's special awesome. person to me. I love it. I, I never heard of him. So that's, that's really good for me. Check him out. Yeah. I'll have to check him out. Um, I was going to ask you, my next question is any books, are there any books that, you know, like, like a top one to three books that, you know, really change your life. You just happen to list some. So maybe those are the books, but yeah, those, I don't know. If those are, other. those are a few. Um, <laughs> um, I just started listening to a Deepak Chopra book, how to know God. Um, I grew up like Catholic, all boys, private Catholic school and high, high, through high school and, um, yeah, now as, as I get older, I'm still, I'm still trying to navigate like what that looks like for me. Um, so that's one that's like, has put some new meaning into, uh, where I want to put some energy and focus and, and curiosity mm -hmm. more, more than anything. Yeah. Right. Um, asking myself some, some new questions in that realm, which is really exciting. Um, yeah, I feel like when I got into this work, it was like all, what books can I read to, um, I'm going to stay on the relationship side. So yeah, yeah. single, single on purpose. Um, you are the one you've been waiting for 
Um, I really struggle with like codependency. I really struggle with um, like a meshment in relationship and like mm -hmm. wanting to go all in and needing that person to, to feel validated or to, to whatever. Yeah. Um, you are the one you've been waiting for. It was a life-changing book. Um, so yeah, those are some, some favorites right there. That, those are great. I love, I'm so happy. I, you, you're like looking for maybe a book that is like classic, but I'm so happy that all the books you listed, I've never heard of. So that's why I asked that question on my bookshelf here is a ton of books, but I, always I, know, like, I thought I could go. I was like, oh, could, I could go the alchemist route and say no, like some don't, classic. No, but... I'm so happy. The, every book you listed is amazing. So thank you. Um, last two questions, brother. We'll wrap it up. Any rituals or hacks or practices that you do? Some people do gratitude journaling or cold plunges. Like, what is what is for you? Is, are, some people have no rituals, but I'm curious. Is there anything for you? Yeah, my, I definitely have like a winning. I call it like winning the morning, like a, a morning routine, and that starts with uh, with cold shower. I actually have a, I do this thing. It's kind of like considered Qigong-ish. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Qigong, but um, some energy Qi, movement. Qigong? Like, Qigong. Yeah. However you yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I will, I'll wake up. I'll either put headphones in or put my speaker on and I'll just play a song and just like do this like body shake and like tapping. Yeah. That just like wakes me up more than a cup of coffee. And then I take a cold shower. Um, you know, everyone has their why for, for the cold. For me, it is because I don't want to do it. I 100% wake up and I do not want to take a cold shower. I want nothing to do with it. And I know that, you know, as soon as I get done, it's like, fuck yeah, let's go. Let's take yeah. over the world. Um, that's for me, 10 minutes. Usually it's Wim Hof. Usually it's a, a typical three-round Wim Hof for me for breath work, um, five-minute meditation. Um, I love to try to get 10, 15 minutes of reading if I can. But if, if I do breath work, meditate, um, do my cold shower and my little, my, my bounce. Um, That's I feel really good. Right yeah. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. My, um, when it comes to journaling, I'm like a nighttime journaler about the day and just like kind of, um, my takeaways. So yeah, another, another amazing ritual that I've, we, we did it in, it was from HIC. It's, um, like the gratitude practice. I'm so happy and grateful, right? It's like any time that, I need to shift perspective on something. It's just like, I'm so happy. You know, I use it with clients all the time that are going through a breakup, right? Like I'm so happy and grateful that I'm no longer with someone that doesn't meet my needs, right? You say that 10 times a day and your nervous system starts to react to that person in a different way, right? Um, I was talking to someone the other day that I just randomly met at a concert and he was talking about how he hates his job and this and that, but he makes all this money and then he can go travel. It's like, I'm so happy and grateful. I have this job that can support my lifestyle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Say that 10 times a day for 10 days straight. And then tell me when you go to work, that person is a bellman is like, tell me that person won't be in, feel annoying anymore. This, this guest that shows up because it just will, it'll just brush off you. Cause you're so happy and grateful that you're making money and can live the life that you want outside to of that. Totally. Yep. I love so, that. Shout out to HIC for that one. No, seriously. You've been dropping some gems for them. So <laughs> promoting them. I hope they give you a coupon code. <laughs> uh, uh, man, last but not least, dude, where can people connect with you, find you, learn more about you, all that kind of good stuff? Yeah. Brandon, Brandon.grew is my Instagram, brandongrew.com. Um, yeah. Look out for Aura Breathwork. Um, I'm really stoked about that. Really excited to just see what that can kind of mold into and turn into and Hopefully one day it's, you know, it's an in-person multi-day retreat where we're doing some deep work that includes leaving with a, a Breathworks certification. That's amazing, dude. Amazing stuff. Brandon Guru, thanks for being on the show, brother. I appreciate you. Joel, thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate you.